The code is more what you call guidelines. (laughs) Welcome to the React Native Nerds Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm John. Join us as we dive into topics you need to know about to become a better developer. M-I-C-K-E-Y. I killed Mickey Mouse. (laughs) This is John, and joining me is Spencer Carley. You're listening to React Native Nerds, episode number 29 we're going to talk about building reusable components, but first, how are you, man? Oh, well, now I'm confused <laughs> about that intro. It's not the oh, direction just I wait. thought it was going. Just wait. There's no brewery news this week, baby. It's all about rats. <laughs> Welcome to frickin' Georgia. Oh, <laughs> oh. no. Uh-oh. What's, what's going on with rats? Oh, man. So um, attached to this building, this, the offices here are part of a giant warehouse. I've talked about that in the past. And I don't know if I mentioned it on the past, but uh, I was back there setting up my brewing stuff and I heard a noise and I thought the owner had come by to see all of my brewing equipment. And I walked out and there was nothing there. And then I thought, oh, it's haunted. Wonderful. You know, jokingly <laughs> in my head. And I looked up and this thing, this large thing, probably the size of a cat or a small chihuahua thing, dropped from the exhaust fan and smacked on the ground so whatever it was in my head i startled it and i looked to where it smacked and this big ass i've heard they're called wolf rats like waddles away oh no i'm like holy damn it it didn't startle me i was really surprised so i wasn't like scared or anything i was just like that's disgusting because this thing was huge (laughs) And I think in my mind, I thought it was a squirrel first until I saw it actually land and then shake it off and walk away. Because this thing, I mean, it's like 15 foot ceilings in this warehouse. So like he he took a header down. And um, so anyway, I talked to the owner and I was like, you know, I don't want to be a jerk, but we got to do something because I'm going to have grain back here temporarily. And, you know, I can't have it's got to be clean and, you know, it doesn't have to be sterile, but it's got to at least be clean. And um, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll take care of that. So fast forward a week, and so like last week, um, the woman that owns this place that's renting out my office comes over, and she's like, did you hear anything scratching today? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, I heard something scratching and chewing. I think there's a rat in here. I think there's a you know, she's going off and off. And I'm like, no, there's not. There's no way a rat could get in here. I mean, in the back, yes. Up here, no, unless somebody left the door open all night and it wandered in here, right? Whatever. So she's freaking out. Love Southern women. She's super loud, you know, just (laughs) losing her freaking Southern mind. And it's just hysterical. So she gets the exterminator here, and he comes through, and he sprays stuff and puts down these sticky traps and whatnot. Next day, we come in. Have you ever watched one of those episodes where they're tracking Bigfoot? Mm -hmm. And they they see the footprint in the dirt? Honest to God, dude, there was this footprint on this sticky pad. So this pad didn't even hold this SOB down. He came through wherever, walked over this pad, shook it off, and kept walking. (laughs) So so she calls the exterminator back, and he sets – they told me that he set a live trap. Fine. So that was Thursday. Friday, you know, I'm East Coast traveling. I go up to see my son in Boston and whatever, and I'm expecting pictures of them catching this thing in the live trap. And, uh, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing. So today, still nothing. And I get home, and I'm home for about an hour, and one of the other women that works here comes walking through the door of my bed and breakfast and says, I need you to come to the office. 
they caught something. And I was like, isn't that oh, what man. an exterminator is for? <laughs> Just because I stand up to pee means I need to go take care of this thing? Like, are you kidding me right now? What? It's just like, well, you know, you, you know, you cleaned up this other one, whatever. Oh, I guess I forgot to tell you all. I cleaned up a dead rat in the warehouse, too. Oh. And that oh. was huge also. But that one was already dead. I don't know if it ate poison and just died. But I cleaned that up because it was smelling. Then I saw that live <laughs> one. And now this one. Like, what the hell is up with the state? I come over, and this was smaller. This is probably like a, you know, a little bigger than a squirrel. You know, not as big as that, like, mammoth thing that fell from the ceiling. But anyway... <laughs> Make a long story short, I had to clean this thing up, and it just smelled. So the entire office area here smells. I'm Ugh. in my office right now. I came in, and I sprayed cologne all over my office. So now it smells <laughs> like I'm trying to hook up with somebody because it is so strong in here right now. But, but I can't smell dead rat. But the fact they call them wolf rats is kind of disturbing. Yeah, I'd say. I'm not really disturbed by rats in particular, like if one, I guess if one walked out here on my desk, that would startle me. But for the most part, you know, I'm fine with that stuff. But damn, that's all I got to say is damn. <laughs> yeah. Rats are... They smell when they die. Oh, and he couldn't just die, die. He had to die and bleed and, you know, we'll just say bleed all over the place. So it was an absolute <laughs> mess that I had to clean up back there. Um, you know, so... I'm proud to say I'm almost 50 and I'm on Snapchat. So I'm Snapchatting this journey. And I was like, I damn well better get some free rent out of this and some right. free beer because her husband owns a bar. And I'm just like, this is not my, why isn't the exterminator doing this? Like, <laughs> yeah. isn't this what you pay this SOB for? Holy crap. Yeah. So that was my evening. <laughs> oh man. That is a eventful to say the least. Yes. Yes. So I, I actually did not kill Mickey Mouse. I picked up his dead body and put it in a bag and took it out to the trash. <laughs> yeah, you were just the, the cleanup crew. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. That's yes. uh, that's fun. <laughs> yes, it is. That's something. It's my life, man. I swear. I swear to you. My life is anything but boring. It is yeah. all <laughs> stories. I mean, any listener to this podcast know I can ramble and I can tell a story. So that's just the latest one. It's a good one. It's certainly an interesting one. And I'm glad it's one that you experienced rather than I did. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, hopefully that was the the last of them. But if they're anything like cockroaches. The ones you see are just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> now, do you have the palmetto bug cockroaches up there or the little ones? Do you have the big ones or the little ones? Little ones. Yeah. 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 We At least the ones, ones I've had here. experience with are the little ones. Okay, yeah, we have just big ones here. Uh, and they call them palmetto bugs, and nobody down here is phased by them. Really? You know, my wife is just appalled by them. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they're like, oh, it's just a palmetto bug. They just come inside to die. It's okay. <laughs> it doesn't mean that your house is dirty. They just come in and die. You know, meanwhile, she's like, hotlining the exterminator you know you got to get rid of these i have guests over you know and it's like one every i don't know we've only been there a couple months so i think we've seen a couple so okay. you know it's not like the place is infested or anything like that but right yeah the south man it's it's different yeah and th this crap cold weather like what the hell is happening what's the weather there it's probably colder here in georgia than it is there yeah, I think we hit 70 degrees today. It was quite nice. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, 
We've gotten snow once so far, though. This this year? Yeah. Or ever? This year, which yeah. is equivalent to the, the two and a half years I've been back in middle Tennessee. Um, okay. We've had snow once. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But you're used to probably a good amount of snow in Pennsylvania. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we were just up in Boston, and it, it was rainy. Then it went to sleet. Then it went to freezing rain, which I guess that's <laughs> sleet. And then it went to snow. And, I mean, it only snowed, like, maybe an inch. You could still see some grass popping up. So it wasn't bad, but it was cold. And I'm just like, man, you know, I moved away to get rid of this. You know, right. To get away from this stuff. And, you know, now I'm in Georgia and literally in a winter coat. <laughs> so how are things going with you up in Tennessee? Oh, it's pretty good. You know, going on the Xbox uh, dilemma. Microsoft had them available on their website. We go, we check oh, yeah? out, enter all our, our credentials, our payment information. Hit checkout. There was an error. Refresh the page. No. Out of stock. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like the seventh time. <laughs> so I'm just like. Screw this. I'm never going to get to play a video game, so I'll just start watching video games. Oh, my gosh. Oh, now are you addicted to Twitch? Well, the thing is, and I forgot about this because it's been so long since I played video games, I can't watch any uh, first-person games. I get, like, serious motion sickness from watching, you know, like a Call of Duty or even, even Minecraft makes me feel motion sickness. Are you okay if you play it? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, we'll have to see. It's probably been like, man, probably eleven years since I last played Minecraft. So I'll have to give it a shot. But oh man, Rocket League is gonna mess you up. Yeah. So that now I'm just like, screw it. It just wasn't meant to be. I'm not. I'm just not gonna play video games. I'll just play chess or something. I don't know. But video games are cool. Minecraft is cool. I forgot about that stuff. But the motion sickness stuff, it did at least get me onto a path of like figuring out why I feel that because. Real life, zero issues with motion sickness. I can, I've flown laying on my stomach while refueling an aircraft at you know thirty thousand feet, hundred percent fine. As but one video does. games, right? Exactly, just casual Wednesday. But yeah, stupid video games, man. I just I don't like them. Hmm. I've gone from wanting the video, the wow. console, PC, just screw it. I, I'm to being a hater. Being a hater, exactly. Oh wow. So. That's pretty much been it. Other than that, like, man, I'm just, I'm ready for uh, a little holiday vacation. Looking forward to it. I'm pretty much done with everything I have on the my sheet of stuff to do th- for the year. So I'm just ready to wrap it up. So uh, how what's Tennessee looking like for lockdown and stuff? I just saw Pennsylvania Saturday is is going back to uh, don't leave your house. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I haven't seen anything yet. I just yeah. know cases are through the roof. Uh, that's probably something I should look into, though, because uh, I pretty much, other than Twitter, which I have purely curated to just work things, mm. I'm not on any social media. I don't have TV, so I don't get the news. Like, I, I am in a little bit of a bubble, so I'll need to figure all that out. But yeah, we haven't had any mandates down here, so I'm doubting we'll, oh, we'll wow. have anything in the future. Oh, that's good. How was your uh, Black Friday sale? Oh, it went well. Um Hit good, my goal, good. so that was good. I'm oh, excited nice. to have a lot of people uh, joining for the new year. I'm really, really excited for what 2021 is going to look like for React Native School. So it's always a good time. Yeah, always a good time. Good. Yeah. Deal. What do we got in the mobile news arena? If you ever wanted to go big and you didn't want to be Airbnb because they went big and made a lot of money, um, Calm 
which if you've ever used it, have you ever used that app, Calm? Wait, is that the meditation app? Yeah, 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 yeah. it that. helps you sleep and helps you mindfulness and all that sort of stuff. They have raised $75 million. <laughs> now, I'm just going to stop. There's more to that sentence, actually. And the rest of that sentence, I'm going to let that sink in. $75 million. That's pretty cool. At a $2 billion evaluation. That's billion with a B, as in, boy, oh boy, is that a lot of money. <laughs> That's a lot of zeros. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so they have a Series C um, funding round led by Lightspeed Venture Partners. And it's, oh my gosh, it's a valuation of $2 billion freaking dollars. And they've, ha they've raised $217 million. So they've basically, what, 10 times, I can't math. 100 10 they've multiplied that by a lot and this is an app that lets you get bored and fall asleep while using it <laughs> right. i mean let's boil it down to well, that hey so. if you think about that their retention rate must be great because people just leave their phone on on their app for like hours as they sleep to it right yeah, right. If they had ads just rotating, you know, exactly, for yeah. quote, <laughs> quote <Just> impressions. Like <laughs> subliminal messages constantly throughout the night. And then all of a sudden mm -hmm. you're like, why did I just buy a dirt bike? I have no interest in, in purchase. Dirt bikes. But now I have yeah, three dirt it'll bikes. It'll be, yeah, it'll be. Rest your eyes. You feel light. Now click here for a $20 in-app purchase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I just, I thought that was just, crazy sick and so i looked at this i don't actually um i don't use it i use well i did for whatever the trial period was and i want to say it was like 70 dollars a year which really isn't that bad if it's actually going to help you sleep and then feel better about yourself or help you meditate and get through hard times um so the article i was reading was saying that you know mindfulness is sort of at the top of everybody's mind ironic <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just because of COVID and everybody's, you know, at home and can't get out and all this sort of stuff. So that could be part of the reason why, you know, everybody's looking for these types of apps. But with uh, the surge and the potential CF of COVID coming back, you might want to jump into this mindfulness app kind of tier venue, whatever you want to call it, and uh, build something. Yeah, might be a good a good venue for you. Some interesting stuff in that uh, space, and just like general mental health in general. It's interesting. I don't know anything yeah. about it, but it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, so you said you use Calm. I've used Calm. I've used an app called Headspace. Yep. I've and there's another well. one I got like a free trial of at the beginning of COVID. I don't remember the name of it. But I don't know. It's never quite been something like I've never had issues. Very fortunately, I've never had issues sleeping. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm married. So I would have to sleep with earbuds if I wanted to listen to this. And these aren't comfortable. Mm -mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, my, the ones that are a little more comfortable probably for me to lay on are Bluetooth, but they're wired Bluetooth. So there's like this thing that sits around your neck. You know, and then they come up to your ears. So my key to falling asleep nearly instantly is to watch the show How It's Made on YouTube. It puts me to sleep instantly, and I love it. I'll so just do you just it. drop your phone on the floor? 
Uh, I've dropped it on my face many, many, many times, but typically like I, I try and angle it away from me. So I drop it on my chest instead. But yes, I have dropped my phone many times, but man, that is just like, like it's a, a what is it? A Pavlov's dog type yeah. trigger now, or like, as soon as I hear how it's made, I instantly get sleepy and it's, oh, wow. oh it's, it's so good. So that that's my secret to sleep. Maybe I'll try that tonight. So our main topic. Oh yeah, that. Enough chit. I mean, I'm I'm good to talk. I don't know yeah. <laughs> how many listeners are still actually listening at this point, but I mean, if they've come along this journey through 28 episodes and this being 29, then they sort of know to expect exactly. us just sort of shooting the shit Ramble. in the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. We know. Hey, we know at least yeah. Gavin's listening. That's right. That's right. Or at least he just hits play. He might not actually be in the room while it's playing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yes. reusable components. Reusable components. What, what is a component, Spencer? Well, a component is like a reusable hunk of code that does some specific thing. And I think one of the best examples of that, a component is like a button. On the surface, it's very simple. And it can be very simple. It has text, it renders, and when it's pressed, it calls a function. But a component can have more complexity where it can have different states. It could have an active state where you can press it or a loading state where it shows a like an activity indicator, a loading indicator. It can have a disabled state where that button's not pressed and the UI changes. These are all like different states that this one simple button component or button can have. But by making it a component, you're kind of encapsulating all of that logic that goes into actually making that happen into a reusable component where all you need to do is pass state is equal to active or state is equal to loading or state is equal to disabled and then it just encapsulates that logic to make it work into one pretty little reusable component or one liner of code so would you also send along parameters what are they called in react props. oh my props oh my props. god <laughs> wow and i'm only halfway through this i'm drinking a beer tonight nantahala brewing dirty girl blonde ale is mm. what i'm drinking it's uh nice. from north carolina and a guest at the bed and breakfast brought these to me. Oh, that's nice. Very nice of him. He brought me um, a six pack of beer. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah, so anyway, sipping on some Weller's bourbon today. Oh, good. Big ice cube again. Yep. You know it. Perfect. All right. So sorry. Back to uh, my, my mind blank. So if you send along props, does that help it be reusable as well? Yeah. So using those props, you can basically, one, you can customize it to display the text you want in that button or to press or to to call the function you want to actually be called and then you can also use props to basically just like encapsulate a lot of stuff that happens based off this one prop that you're using and you can forward props along to subcomponents of that one component or you can use it to customize that functionality like i've said uh, previously and then you can take these components basically You've got little components, which you can then turn into like a bigger component, which you can then turn into screens. Basically, like you're just taking all of these little pieces and breaking them down into reusable chunks to build up these complex UIs that all do uh, very unique stuff. Another example would be like a an input that has some sort of um, validation going on in it. Maybe it's an email input form, and that input actually knows how to validate an email, and it'll just change the styling automatically as someone's typing into it and update the UI. Maybe it'll give it a red underline or whatever. 
And like there can be a lot of stuff that actually goes into validating an email, especially if only certain email addresses are allowed. There's a bunch of stuff that can happen there. But by using a reusable component, all you're doing from actually like the rendering side or building that screen is just rendering an input with the type of email and then your custom input component knows how to handle all of that. And basically you're like, you're separating those concerns, which just makes reading and managing code much easier. How far do you go? So for example, you have a button component that has text on it. Maybe you want an icon on the left. Maybe you want it on the right. Maybe you want the right one to be a dropdown. Maybe you want that dropdown to list three or four different options. Maybe, 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 maybe. <laughs> so I could see you could have this humongous set of subcomponents and you're just forwarding props down just to make something wicked flexible. Like, how far do you go? At yeah. what point do you, do you cry uncle and be like, okay, we don't need to do this? <laughs> so my, my thought process, process is if I'm going to do the same thing three times, then I'll go ahead and pull that out into a component. But if it's two times, if it's obviously if it's one time, and my it doesn't make my code too complicated, like it doesn't have too much logic going into it, I'm going to keep all of that inside of one component. So if I only have a single input and all it does is accepts an uh, email, I'm going to put that email validation logic into my one input component. Now if I have an input component that they all render that same input, same styling, but I have different uh, types that do different types of validation. Maybe I have a type that's in email form, a type that is a credit card number, these different forms, then I might go ahead and start breaking that up. But another way to think about it is like if you're looking at something as like functional programming, I don't know if this is technically functional programming, but the way I think about functions or the way I've been taught about functions is like they have one job. You give them an input and whenever you give that same input, you get that same output, hopefully. And I kind of think about that in the same way with components and props is they're just like really fancy functions that are then going to just render something to the screen and that's kind of what it's returning rather than you know, an add function that adds two numbers. You've got an add component, which will render those two numbers with a plus sign in between them and then say equals whatever that value is. It's giving you something visual to display. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of something where you're like, if this feels like a chore and I don't necessarily see the value of it, then maybe you're going a little far on building that reusable component. Yeah, fair enough. I could just see you have a text, a text input using your example, a text box that would take an email address or, you know, you could send different types as the, as a prop. And if it's email, then it'll do a masking with an at sign and do email validation. And if it's credit card number, it'll split your number into four digits each and only accept 16 and do credit card validation. Or if it's a phone number, it would show the masking with the parens and maybe country code, area code, all that sort of stuff and hyphens and stuff. So I could see something super useful like that because it'd be one component, but it might be way overkill. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, and it'd the be nice super thing with, complex on the inside. With components is like one, in, in this case, we could kind of, with uh, this one input we're discussing, like we could have a, have that one component and then we can have these different validation functions that then just feed what is the actual output given the input to be rendered within that text input. We could set it up that way. But the other side of it, just looking at an input, is say we've got these three inputs. We've got one that has a type of email, one that has a type of phone number, one that has a type of credit card. 
they all render essentially the same way. The actual input element that's being rendered, that's all going to be rendered the same. So we could basically inherit that input component that's just reusable and say it just works for a text input and it doesn't gotcha. do any validation. We have that one core component which can be reused anywhere. Say we just take someone's name. We could use that base input component and then basically pass customized props down to that where we're customizing the value to mask the value so it looks right or uh, validating it. We can do all of that and then just pass those props down into the kind of foundational component we're using. And basically that that's kind of that point where you're kind of building on top of one component to do more advanced things. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So another example that I've got um, in Spectrum is like we have a Spectrum cell, as we call it, which does a whole bunch of complex stuff based off of what props it has. Is it an expanding cell or does it navigate to another cell? Does it render an icon on the left or the right or both? All kinds of crazy stuff. But at its core, we have a basic row item, as we call it, which just renders like a text and uh, write disclosure arrow to go somewhere, which we use in a whole bunch of other places in the app that's not kind of the, the main spot. So like if we're choosing a team, different things. We just use this basic row item. And then in the spectrum cell, we in, I don't want to say we inherit from the basic row item, but basically before we render it, we'll go ahead and customize a bunch of props, pass icons down to it to do all this kind of really fancy advanced stuff. And then we have this one basic row item where when we just need the basics, we just use basic row item. When we need the fancy smart spectrum cell, we've got that fancy smart spectrum cell. But if we need to change our design for the title or whatever it may be, we just change it in the basic row item. And then the spectrum cell also benefits from that because we've kind of inherited all of that stuff from it. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I don't know. When I first started with React Native, uh, this was something that took a while for me to kind of understand. But basically, like once you do this, how do you actually go about building these reusable components? Um, and obviously, most basic way would be to just use your core APIs and build your own, like I said, the basic row item or your text input. Just use views, text inputs, text, all that stuff to build your components out. It works well. It's like, a, it's one of those problems in JavaScript where there's a, you have so much flexibility, you kind of have that analysis paralysis. So there are some tools that can help kind of think in components. And my favorite one is to use Storybook. It allows you to build reusable components. And I'm not sure if we've talked about this in the show before, but basically Storybook builds a platform within your app or within your website, if you're using it on React, where you can just basically build a Storybook where given all of these props, it'll go and render all of these different iterations of your component. So you can see your button component in the active loading and disabled state all right next to each other. So you can compare them, modify them, and then you can use those to then build different components and just build your entire library. The other really nice benefit cool. of using Storybook is that you've then got a kind of a directory where you can view all of your different components within your app, and then you can just pull those because I know I've built components in large apps in the past where I build them and I know it's going to be reusable. We're going to need it in another spot, but I forgot I built that six months ago. So then when I need it again, I just go and rebuild another one. So that's one of those big benefits of Storybook is you can just see all of your components right there in one spot side by side. Well, that's awesome. You have a, a video or something about that, I think. 
Yeah, I think that was one of my first classes on React Native School, showing how to set up a reusable components with Storybook. And yeah, it's yeah. it's a really, really powerful pattern that I've seen work well for a lot of people. Let's see. Um, another option could be styled components. That just kind of... Um, it changes the way you're actually defining components being... One, you're actually using like real CSS versus CSS and JS, which a lot of people may ben or may like, but it forces you to say, okay, rather than rendering this view and rendering content and rendering text, you're making a styled dot text component, uh, which I don't know. It, it helps you build these kind of, I don't want to say microscopic components, but these really core underlying components. So something I would use styled components for is like rather than importing text from React Native. I will create my own text input, which has my default font weight, font size, font family, all of that stuff in my text component. And then I'll import that base text component that I've created to keep a standardized UI throughout my app from everywhere else in the app. And using styled components just kind of, I found, will help you follow that pattern a little bit more. It makes it more easy to do that and to create those reusable micro components. Nice. Yeah, I was just looking that up. Yeah, it's it's, it's one of those things, like, just smart people who have made uh, really, really cool, interesting stuff. Just make your life easy. Now, unfortunately, I've never actually used styled components all that much uh, because I've just become so set in my ways so with just using, like, core text component. But if you're ever trying to, feeling like you're fighting the framework of creating components or thinking in components, I'd really suggest looking at styled components because... I've found that pattern can kind of help you adjust your thinking just enough in how you're approaching that problem to think in components and work with the platform rather than against it. Yeah, that's pretty nice. And then uh, final thing I'd say about components, and this is something I was literally working on a couple hours ago, figuring this out, uh, but try and keep your components as light as possible. So keep your props, keep them as um, like strings coming into it, keep them minimal so that your logic can be relatively basic and it's easy for it to figure out how to re-render. So, for example, in Spectrum, an issue I was facing earlier today was I was seeing one component re-rendering dozens of times and I could not figure out why. And basically, I was passing a style object to it. And the way React works when it's computing differences and figuring out if it should re-render, it does a shallow equality check. And basically... If a string is the same or different from another string, that's pretty easy to figure out. But an object is different. You can have two empty objects that don't equal each other because they were initialized at separate points or initialized as different objects. So it was forcing a re-render. And basically it took me a long time to figure out where the, the actual issue was because a lot of my components were passing these objects around, causing a, a ton of re-renders, which I still need to figure out. But basically, when I say keep them lightweight, I mean, like, keep them using basic primitive types, so strings, numbers, booleans, that kind of stuff. And that will allow you to simplify how they all work, simplify debugging. And hopefully, it forces you to think, kind of breaking them down into their most basic forms. The other side is, like, unless you need to, don't keep state in a component that updates on every key press or something or on every uh, touch event unless you have to. So basically keeping things as minimal and simple as possible. And I mean, that's just kind of like general ethos to building 
software in general. Keep it simple until it can't be simple anymore. Or don't optimize before you have to optimize because you're just going to cause more confusion and more bugs down the road. So keep things light, keep them simple, and just kind of build on top of each other. And you can get those benefits working up the tree. Likewise, though, if you make things overly complex at the base, then you've got to deal with those complexities all the way up that tree of using components. That's a good point. So you wouldn't want to necessarily do what I was talking about before with the text box that handles a dozen different types of text and validation and whatnot. Well, that would be that would be overkill because if you drop that in and you're just using it for email and it can do 40 other things, one, I mean, the component is going to be huge depending on what it can do, right? So there's more code, more you're more prone to bugs, right? Or no? Yeah, to an extent. So I think like with that example, like it's very clearly defined. What are these differences between these different components or with with these different functions within a component? Like there's benefit in what you said because so much of it is the same and all I'd want to do is specify, you know, a different type. I don't want to have to import a email input and a credit card input and all these different input types when they're all doing the same thing or I need to pass the same, you know, name, placeholder, and on value change prop to them. So I don't know. It's one of those things where like I don't have okay, a maybe great... that was a bad example. Maybe that <laughs> button that I was talking about would be a better example of what not to do. With choosing the icon on the left or the right or the drop down and you know the text and then you abstract the text out to a subcomponent and then you can do different funky things with the text. I don't know. I could just see me going down some rabbit hole to create some hugely flexible, make everybody happy kind of component. <laughs> make you know, nobody and... happy in the process of trying to make everybody happy. Exactly. Yes, because <laughs> nobody can get it to work because there's like 40 props just to get it to display. Right. Yeah. yeah so that would, how that would about be this? how I would do it. We could take the, the Apple approach where we'll make it as limited as possible until people whine and complain so much where we can't ignore it anymore and then we'll give them half of what they asked for so in in that case i guess just but like, only if they did it on android first right yeah let someone else figure out the bugs but then we can invent it uh <laughs> but basically just like make it make it not reusable um obviously try to make the code readable but make it not reusable and then when you see again and again oh i need to do this same thing again and again and again pull that into a component that you can then reuse in different spots. I guess it goes to the, like, don't optimize before you have to. So, for example, that Spectrum cell, we just had a Spectrum cell until we were using the Spectrum cell for, like, really, really basic stuff where we were just rendering text. We didn't need icons. We didn't need to figure out if it expanded, any of that. And that was adding a lot of overhead to our app. Despite you reusing that same one component, we were noticing some issues where it was just, much more complex than we needed it to be. So we extracted that basic piece out that we wanted to use in the spots where we just wanted to render text. And then we took that extracted code and basically used that within the Spectrum cell as well so that we kind of had that core uh, piece that we were building on top of. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and if you want to take a step back, you can take a look at how, you know, a lot of these UI frameworks do this because obviously those mm -hmm. are reusable components. They have a bunch of props, depending on what you're doing. You know, so look at, you know, React Native Paper or Elements, Native Base, um, UE Kitten, all of those that we talked about in past episodes. 
just to see how they deal with some of this stuff and how they pass props down or forward props down to uh, child elements and all that sort of stuff, child components. So yeah, there's that's a lot a great of examples point. out there. Yeah, you can just Definitely. go code diving in some open source stuff to see a good way to do it. Yeah, especially... Or um, just use their freaking framework and call it a day. <laughs> right, I yeah. I'd be like, this is too much work. I'm just, no. I'm going to go find find uh, something that works and, and just drop it in. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. Like, say you choose a UI library and you use it in a way where you're you're basically just inheriting that and building on top of that. If you ever want to replace it in the future when you have the resources or time or the need to actually replace the UI library you chose... If you're following those paradigms that they've set up and like all these popular UI libraries set it up in a way where you can basically do a drop in replacement, drop in your custom component in place of their UI kitten component. And it'll just work as it always has if you support those same props. So, yeah, using one, following the structure of these UI libraries, a great option to figure out how to structure your internal UI library. And then also by following those patterns you see different ways to structure your components using those components. And then when you need to replace them, it's super easy to drop drop things in and replace it versus having to do a big code refactor. Or if you've hacked on their stuff enough, then just uh, issue a pull request and get it pushed into their project. Yeah, that always works too. There's lots of ways to do this. There is. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's funny. Like I, one guy at the fire department, he works in uh, like .NET and like, there's definitely like, you know, there's... Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. He's putting out fires all day and all night. Yeah, exactly. There's <laughs> there's the .NET way of doing things. There's no options. There's no, um, at least my understanding, I could be completely wrong on that. But there's like no options. You do it this way. This is the way you do it. Whereas in JavaScript, it's like, you know, do whatever you yeah. want. The world is your oyster. You can, you can figure it all out on yourself. And like, it's cool to have that freedom, but sometimes it's the... I get so irritated by it. It's just like, somebody just tell me how to do this. I don't want to think about it. I just want to get it done. Hopefully, following a, a reusable component or using a UI library uh, can help make that a little bit easier. The code is more what you call guidelines than actual rules. <laughs> what is that a, a, in it? reference to? Oh, man. Come on. Pirates of the Caribbean. When they're talking about the code. Parlay. Oh, so JavaScript is, is more what you call actual guidelines than actual right. rules. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Captain we Barbosa. Yeah, Barbosa <laughs> and Captain Jack Sparrow. That's right. Takes me a little while to process uh, movie references. That's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I think I was yeah. dead on too, by the way. But Yeah, I we'll think just, so. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's all yeah, I've my, got on my this Mickey, My Mickey Mouse Club impression in the beginning and my... Pirates of the Caribbean impression, compression, oh my gosh, words are hard. <laughs> my Pirates of the Caribbean impression at the end, I think that's a show, man. Let's yeah, I think it. so. There we go. <laughs> Start it with a, a quote and end it with one. That's right. Hey, that's good. Book end it. <laughs> so if you have any comments, if you are creating your own custom components, tweet us at rnnerds. Shoot us an email, thenerds at reactnativenerds.com, or comment, find an episode at reactnativenerds.com. And give us some love. Absolutely. We'll remember your name. That's right. We will. <laughs> or we'll dub it in later if we need yeah. to. <laughs> uh, well, oh, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see yeah, you next time. Yeah, and if, if you're still here, good on you. Yeah. 
and we'll talk to you next week. All right. See ya. See you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. You can get show notes and leave comments at reactnativenerds.com.